It's mid-April and the thermometer hit 85 degrees this week. The snowy winter across Minnesota and all the tributaries to the Mississippi that are north of us is now in full snowmelt mode. As a result, at Guttenberg and pools 10 and 11, there is high water heading toward a minor flood. And we hope no more than that. Bob Urban is set up with his spring tent sale at Murray Bait and Tackle under the big walleye on the south end of Guttenberg. Bob, how's it going? Hey, Ken, how are you this morning? Well, I'm good, and I've been thinking about you. I know it takes a great deal of work to get a sale ready, um, and you try to do, what, two of them a year, spring and fall? Yeah, this would be equivalent, Ken, to what we do at the sports shows. We kind of bring that up to the store a couple times a year. We'll do it mid-April and mid-October. So we are sitting at April 14th. It's mid-April. Uh, weather's nice, and we are having a tent sale this weekend. It looks like it's going to rain this weekend, which would probably bring more people in. That combined with high water, which uh, makes some people hesitant to get out on the river, not necessarily to bank fish, and we talk about that. If uh, people have some time, do you have some pretty good deals? We do. Setting a few things out on Facebook every night. We're doing $2,000 worth of raffle prizes, Ken. So every $10 you spend in the store, either in the tent or in the store, on Sunday we're drawing for $2,000 worth of raffle prizes. We introduced uh, four different things. We've got some gift certificates, a $560 St. Croix combo, a uh, Prabo cooler, uh walking stick, custom walking stick, uh just a bunch of stuff and we'll have we're up to maybe a thousand dollars and we'll come up with a thousand more dollars worth of raffle prizes for Sunday. And you've got a chance to win that for every ten dollars you get one ticket. Um and then we have all of our brats and fish fry uh Edgewood brat samples today. Um we just cut the brats in half, put them in a hot dog bun and you can have as many as you want and try them out. It's it's nice. So it's eleven to five Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 11 to 3, where we'll do that grill-out fish fry. It's kind of a customer appreciation event, too. A lot of people will come in. Well, tell me about uh, what people are saying on what they're catching right now and uh, how they're dealing with this uh, clear water rise early in the season. Clear water, it kind of was clear water. It's starting to get a little bit murky um, and a lot of stuff floating down. So we have a lot of uh, debris floating down, trees, this and that, that folks are talking about. So fiberglass boats, I don't think we're seeing too many of those put in. You got to be careful with that when you're uh, traveling over logs. But and then high water. Right now, I'm looking at it. Uh, Guttenberg River stage is 13.44 feet. Uh, that's getting up there. Minor flood stage is 15, and then our moderate flood stage is 18. They have a forecasted at 16 Ken next Friday or Thursday night. Slowly going up, slowly going to be in flood season. What that does, again, we talked about it, it pushes fish to the side. We are getting really good into the perch spawn. They're probably pretty close to spawned out. Our water temperatures is getting to be uh, 52, 53 degrees with this warm weather. Uh, we came up 10 degrees, almost 15 degrees, I'd say, in uh, 7 to 10 days. That That's with the weather, the 80s. It's been really warm. Probably having Florida weather here, actually, 85 yesterday. That's amazing. Just about the same temperature here. Uh, hopefully you don't have quite as much humidity as we have. What's this done to the spawn? Has this uh, kept the spawn on the walleye and other species moving? Yeah, it's pretty well going to be finished here. And and I, I talked to Elstein. We'll talk with Benny. Uh, he got into some fish here this week. We'll talk with him. 
a tall tail sign or a, a for sure sign that the, the fish are spawning is when you get those rougher fish in the sheephead. They start feeding on the spawn, you'll start catching them, and, and that's going on right now too. Ben, we're talking crappie rigs here. It's kind of a crappie rig that we use. Usually they're using them for crappie, but you're using them in a different way and for some different fish. Uh, talk about that crappie rig that we sell. It's Eagle Claw crappie rigs. They come in number eights all the way up to number ones. When you do hook sizes, as you go bigger, the hook gets smaller. So number eights is smaller. What numbers are you using for the hooks maybe to keep them out of some smaller fish's mouth? What what size do you like? And talk about crappie rigs for a little bit. Uh, I was using size four hooks. That seems to be a decent size to keep, keep those birds from swallowing it. I was using using on perch, and I wasn't a believer in them. And I wasn't a believer, and I bought one, and I'm like, I don't know if I better try use it just make sure. And I got I got using it, and I go, yeah, there is something about these. Our crappie rig sales went up the whole month of uh, March. Was it anything to do with my brother using them? I don't know who's. Who's been use or who's been saying to use them? But I, it's one of them things where I thought it was just a fad that everybody else is, you know, one person buys them and uses them, and everybody else buys them. And but I wasn't quite sold on them until I I started using them myself, and I was I'm gonna buy some more. I'm buying some more actually right now. Nice. Nice. Number fours. That's a very common hook size uh, that I recommend. I like gold for everything. I like gold for crappies. I like gold for perch. Um, they come with a gold hook, an Aberdeen hook. Um, a light wire hook uh, is usually the best. Uh, they do get tangled up. They do have some, some thicker line, but they have it for a reason. Um, so when you're buying them, you're fishing into snags and stuff, you do want to buy several of them. Um, it's just an old technique. Catfish rigs come kind of the same way. Uh, it's a rig that's already pre-ready to roll. Um, you just put the hooks on, and, and they've been very successful. I know my brother did really well on perch in March on the crappie rig. And then Ben's got this this uh, hybrid model with this slip bobber that might be taken taking course here the the local guys were were wondering how he was getting them and they weren't so um yeah it's been a it's been a nice little uh nice little crappie rig bite and uh you can use them here this month for crappie when we when we get in the backwaters anything else you want to add benny i'm probably going to use them for when the bluegill spawn too for try with a put like a nice old ice fishing jig on the bottom of it and use that that way as too i think you're on to something it's kind of the uh it's very similar to a drop shot method but in the current i think or a little bit of current um or like you were talking about the wave action of the slip bobber i think it's i think it's something that's moving around and i think those perch do like that crappies are the same way they'll attack from the bottom up usually it seems like and uh something that we can do and uh also got into some spin shot vmc spin shot hooks and i'm really excited about those uh they have a swivel on the bottom of the top you can just tie direct to those to where you don't snag up uh i'm going to give you some of those ben i want you to try those i really think it might be something 
um, where we're drop shot and you're seeing a lot more guys drop shotting for panfish. Uh, I think it'll be beneficial having that swivel, uh, the spin shot uh, hook on the VM that VMC Rapala makes. Uh, they're they're pricey. They're about a dollar a hook, but it'll save you a lot in the long run when you're frustrated because you're getting tangled up. So Ben, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate the fish for the fish fry uh, this weekend. And anything else to add, buddy? Yeah. Uh, the only thing is, them crappie rigs they get snagged up too. I found a couple of snags out there at the river with them too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're well, Ben. We're selling a lot of them because they're losing a lot of them. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of stuff in there. But that's why those fish are there too. So if you're not fishing snags, you're not catching fish, is what we say usually. Um, and it's not just for the tackle shops to make money, Benny. All right, thanks, Benny. Well, besides that, we need to talk about boats, and we've got a uh, young couple that have taken over a uh, old line business in Guttenberg, JNL Marine, and uh, Josh and Megan and their mechanic Bob Preston. I've known them. I've taken my stuff to them. I really like them, and they're going to give us some ideas of how to take care of your boat this year. And they might mention they have a little bit to sell. Yeah, I follow them on Facebook. Uh... Josh actually came down and helped us the other day uh, unload some pallets and stuff. So it's a really nice couple, and we send a lot of our customers there um, that have some questions. Uh, really nice folks, and and they were they've been for years. JNL's been around for a long time. Well, we have the joy today to talk with uh, Megan from JNL Marine which is located uh, in the south portion of Guttenberg next to the stadium restaurant. And, uh, Megan, you and your husband, Josh, and your mechanic, Bob Preston, uh, are part of an operation that really goes back another generation. The original J&L sold it to you a few years ago, didn't they? They did, and it's kind of, kind of kismet because my husband, Josh, was born in 1985, and Jack and Linda actually started J&L Marine in 1985. So when we were kind of working through everything, um, I made the joke that Josh was born for this place. Well, if we could just change your name to start with an L, it would be perfect. It would. Yes, it would. But I've been kind of partial to Megan, so he thinks that we should just drop the, drop the and and make a J&L Marine. For Josh Ludovesi. <laughs> oh, okay. That would work. <laughs> it would. Megan, it would. Megan, tell me what you offer to the people who can come in for your services. Sure. So we both do sales and repairs. So with the repairs part of it, um, we are a strictly Mercury dealership. So we can repower any outboards, motors. Um, we do any type of service work that you would need from basic oil change to um, changing out your water pumps and your gear loops to repowering, um, rebuilding lower units and um, out drives on the inboards. We kind of we do it all. So you always, when you're driving by, you can see a variety of boats sitting out in front of the shop waiting to be worked on or have already been repaired. Your mechanic, uh, Bob Preston, has a lot of years' experience in this. 
he definitely does. I, he is my Chuck Norris of Mercury Outboards. I can ask him a question about a 1970-something motor, and he will he will have the answer. And he can do that for all the 2022s and in between. So he is he is an encyclopedia, and he is a fantastic mechanic also. My boat's in storage now. I'm eager to get it out. I had it winterized last fall, but I might have some challenges with it next, this spring. What do you recommend that boat owners do as they pull their boats out in the spring? Sure. So the first thing that you're going to want to do is always check the battery. Just sometimes when we put the boats away, we're getting excited for winter, different things going on, or there's a snowstorm coming, so we're tucking the boats away. And um, every once in a while, doesn't happen to everybody, but every once in a while something gets left on and can drain your battery if it was left hooked up. So it, you really want to make sure that you um, check the starting battery to make sure that your boat's going to start if you need a new battery. I have plenty of those to go around. I would gladly sell one to anybody. Um, the next thing would be to put your boat on, um, they're called muffs, and at least start it, run it, make sure that it will start and run. Um, there's nothing worse than getting a fishing trip going and then the night before or even that morning you try to start your boat and something's wrong and you need to have it brought in for a service repair and it will ruin your tri fishing trip. <laughs> I pull my battery all, mm -hmm. but there are about three wires that go on to the positive side and I think two on the negative side. So I take some zip ties mm -hmm. and I put all of those hooked together with a zip tie and I put a plus on it and then on the other one I hooked them all together with another zip tie and I put a, a minus on it and it gives me a little more confidence trying to hook it up when I come back six months later. Absolutely, that's a fantastic idea and keeps everything kind of neat and tidy rather than just kind of throwing it in there and hopefully getting the right one because if you hook those up wrong that will definitely fry your battery and that'll ruin a ruin a trip and your mood real fast. <laughs> yes, it will. Well, you guys are uh, in Guttenberg, uh, south side, yep. and you're off main drag. And we are. Uh, tell me what uh, hours you have, Megan. Sure. We are full on into our summer hours. So we are here from 8.30 to 5, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday mornings, my husband Josh is here from 9 to noon. Depending on if we have a babysitter or not, I may be here. Otherwise, I am at home with the kiddos. <laughs> and what is your phone number? Our phone number is 563-252-2020. A while back, you were saying that when the water goes up, it is not necessarily a negative for people who go find the fish. What do you mean by that? Some folks will just keep their boat at home. They're just all the riverside, the riverside. And Ken, on the wholesale level right now, I'm seeing it just on sales for our wholesale business. We are on fire on these smaller rivers, Wapsie, lakes. Everybody's going to those other areas. They're not fishing the Mississippi River. And that's because the river's flooded. It's just kind of this this black cloud over the river when it's high water. Uh, it's hard to fish. There's sticks floating. But if you get into those areas where it is high and there are back currents and there are um, some areas like the marina, prime example, uh, those fish congregate in those areas because they have to. They don't like that current. And fishing can be really good 
and, and an example of that is, is Ben and some of the other guys fishing the DNR ramp area. Really good high water spots is what I call them. Um, I have a lot of spots in Dubuque that I like to fish. Um, Guttenberg, there's a few here that I like to hit on high water spots. It's just so much easier because those fish have to go into those areas. They don't like being out in the, the main channel with the current roaring. So folks are going to do what they want to do. They're hitting. I know the crappies and everything's biting down south right now for the lakes. Uh, it's a little easier to fish. It's easier on your boat. There's not a lot of logs and, and stumps and stuff floating down the stream. So a lot of fishing down south is what I've been seeing, and the, and the crappies are starting to get ready for that pre-spawn bite, too. In the Mississippi, you know, when we have high water, it actually is beneficial for later on after the water goes down because the dead vegetation, et cetera, logs and things, have cleared themselves from some of those areas that made it hard to get to. Oh, definitely. Yep, I agree. And and for some folks, it'll move snags. It'll move brush piles. It'll create new habitat for fish in different areas. So, yeah, if there's an advantage to it. There's disadvantages and advantages. But there's nothing we can do about it, right, Ken? It's just going to happen. Uh, there's other forces involved that we can't control. So we just deal with what happens. Now, Larry is around today uh, cooking. Do you think get over talk to him here a little while about uh, some of his lures? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for him here. He's running around here somewhere, and we'll get back to you. We'll see if we can chat with him for a second. Let's go out to the tent sale where that uh, Larry, who is one of the slaves that Bob has, has been working since well before daylight, I'm sure, and will be after dark today. And talk to him about lures, maybe something a little more enjoyable than, than cooking. But, uh, Larry, how are you? I'm good today, Ken. Yourself? Um, today, you know, we have our big fish fry here for three days with our tent sale, and uh, we support Edgewood Lockers. Um, so we have a lot of their product and free brats here for the next uh, three days, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So today we've got tons of ring perch, uh, walleyes, and saugers. Hey, when you uh, fish, you always uh, seem to be innovative in how you're doing it. Can you offer us a tip or two today that might be uh, beneficial to people? I don't know if you want to talk, you know, fishing for the bank and high water, or whether you want to talk traditional fishing from the boat, but I'd love to hear what you have for ideas we can try. Yeah, and we'll talk about both, actually. Um, with the high waters, and we're in the start of our flood up here, um, it changes where the fish lay and uh, where they move to to get out of the fast water. So back-end marinas have been really good. Any little eddies down the river where a shoreline will cut back in, you know, they escaped uh, not as quite as fast of water. So anyhow, the fishing has still been really super good. Uh, the ring perch have been great. Uh, the saugers have been really good. And walleyes are just a little above average, but they're still catching them. So a lot of close into the bank stuff. Actually, night crawlers are starting a pretty good hit right now, and minnows. And just a variety of different uh, uh, tackles and jigs and hair jigs that we have here at the store. Yeah, actually, we've been fishing up here. It's called a crappie rig. It's uh, like a drop shot has a couple of springs on it, different hooks on it, and you put a weight on the bottom, and they've been putting crawlers and minis on them, and just whether you're in a boat and you're vertical jigging with them, it's been super good. And if you're just on shore, you just pitch them out and kind of bring them back slow. So, I mean, even 
a lot of people with the high waters, they're like, oh, it's a flood, but the fish are still really hitting. And uh, we have one public ramp down here that goes back into a marina, and it's uh, quite a few people out there today, and they've been doing very well just off the shore. In these situations, I think people are going to hang up occasionally when they're trying to get where the fish are. What's your tactic to get that uh, rig back or to, to, to not lose it every time you hang up with it? Yep, and you know, you just, you get out there and you know, you're on the Mississippi River, so you know, you, you lose a little tackle. And if you're on the shore and you're pitching out, you just move around till you find a channel that you can retrieve it back through that channel with like, you know, maybe a tree snag on one side or rocks on the other. And you just got to look for your path. And there's always a path to jig through um, to catch fish. Larry, how about any tips on when we get back to normal, going into warm water springtime, and uh, people who want to get in a boat and get out into any river and uh, and catch some fish? Any different kind of tackle you'd recommend? Once that water temperature comes up, um, it turns into a night crawler bite. So, you know, then you're talking jigs, and a lot of people are just corks and hooks, and um, there's so many different methods and pulling crankbaits. You know, anybody can stop at our store at Murray Outdoors and just take a peek at what we got. We have different displays set up to show them what to use, how to use. There's worm harnesses, 10 or 15 different setups that you can actually use in the summer. That will work for everybody. How about your bait? Could you tell me what you have available now? Oh, I mean, yeah, we have actually large minnows, crappie minnows, and a few bluegills for the cat fishermen. And then we still have uh, wax worms in the store. We have uh, red worms has been really super good for the ring perch. Uh, trout worms, small worms, we've got a great selection of bait. Have you heard of anybody yet who's caught any catfish of any size? Um, kind of just getting started. Um, we've seen a few earlier in the week, uh, channel cab. And then um, <clears throat> here in May, the uh, flathead spawn will start and uh they're great eaters the flatheads they're a meat eater fish um that'll all be coming up so they're just starting to get some catfish and uh but that comes you know water temps as soon as they get up to you know 65 70 degrees then the catfish really take off so i think we're at like 46 degrees water temp so you know another 20 degrees and the catfish will be abundant this year so Advise everybody just to come up, whether you're shopping or not. Uh, we have a three-day fish fry. It's from 11:30 till 4:30 every day, and like I say, we have Edgewood brats, uh, and it's kind of all-you-can-eat um, sort of deal, and there's no cost. We would just love to see you come up and uh, look through our tent and uh, just have a nice day and and visit would be the biggest. So, thanks, Larry. Okay, Ken. Always nice talking to you. Thank you. Bob, you've got so much going on. It's great to know that Murray Bait and Tackle is a good member of the Guttenberg community. And for all those people within driving distance in the next three days, they can pick up some good buys and some good food. So, again, what are your hours for both time open and for the fish fry? So the hours for the tent sale, uh, just the same hours that we always have. Friday will be 6 to 5. 
Saturday will be six to five and Sunday six to three. Those are our normal hours. And then the fish fry stuff and the broths will be doing 11 to five Friday and Saturday and then 11 to three uh, on Sunday. Bob Urban, the Murray Bates Tackle, under the big walleye on the south end of Gutenberg. Good luck and good fishing. All right, thank you, Ken. Thank you.